0: Alrighty, welcome to the Celtics Live Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Clipton. I'm Justin Quinn. This episode of the Celtics Live Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network, and BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. It's the postseason. It's 10.06 on Tuesday, which means we know who the Celtics are playing in the postseason. They will be playing the Atlanta Hawks. They just really put the hurt on the heat, and we are going to talk about that. We are going to talk about this upcoming matchup that starts on Saturday. We're also going to talk about how the Boston Celtics played as individuals leading up to this moment. And to do all of that, we welcome in our friend from the Garden Report, Jimmy Toscano. Jimmy, what is up?
1: Yeah, what's up, fellas? How are we doing? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Excited. Yeah, we we know who the Celtics are playing. So Mm -hmm. after 83 games, we have our answer. So how about that? About that, maybe. yeah, we've
0: we've known for almost ten minutes now, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know but if if uh, anyone really believed in the the Hawks, but I certainly didn't. So that was quite the outcome.
1: I did not either. I think maybe that maybe the Heat were just avoiding Boston. How about that? They they think that they can uh, match up better against Milwaukee. Yeah. Give a it a cool shot. Story in second game. <laughs>
0: well, we could we'll talk more about Atlanta uh vis-a-vis Boston, but Atlanta vis-a-vis uh, Miami. I think Miami didn't have a power forward, and that was a big problem. So how they're gonna match up with the Bucks, I do not know. Um, but they have their work cut out for them. I mean they still have one more game to to win. So good luck to Miami, I suppose. Close um, to Cancun. Closer to Cancun. Yeah.
1: Uh, they've had their ups and downs this year. I mean I I thought this tell us we're gonna play Miami like hand up. I definitely did. Um, and I, I didn't expect the Heat to beat the Celtics, but they seem to always give them trouble. You know, I think Butler's always like a man amongst boys out there for some reason, especially against Boston. But um, Celtics avoided them. I think that they're probably happy about that too. Um, the Heat, they've got a couple of bets on their team. But I don't know. They just couldn't put it together this year. I thought the coaching matchup was going to be the really interesting one. Ulster yeah. versus Missoula. But again... No sense in uh talking about it because it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, what you if, actually
2: you convinced me for for just maybe three seconds of talking. Uh I was thinking to myself uh when we got the news about Atlanta that maybe maybe we actually got the, the worse uh mm. bargain of the situation, that maybe we wanted uh the heat and just talking about like hinting at what happened uh within Last one year. basket uh of, of not actually advancing uh yeah i'm good this is a great outcome i'm very very happy yeah
0: <laughs> yeah jimmy to your point i mean i think quinn snyder deserves a moment in the sun i mean he's no uh he's not sure liver, but i would have thought miami would have played them tougher because they have more established guys although i'm looking at the box score and a few things that pop out and then again we'll move on from the game that already happened clint capella had 21 rebounds. Wow. Um, really a bam at a buy only had nine just the game plan was attack the Hawks only shot and I say only as someone who covers the Boston Celtics only shot 41 threes which <laughs> for a team that's right. seventh in offense and 22nd in defense you don't really expect the Hawks to like rely on the gravel and their gut to win the game but that's exactly what just happened so and they didn't uh,
1: shoot it well either they shot it horribly yeah no 10 of 41 so yeah they were able to shot. score in other ways so that's something that the Celtics have to take note of for Sure,
0: yeah. The the Sadiq Bay factor is suddenly very interesting to me. Um, I'm sure the Jason Tatum Jalen Brown factor is a little more uh instrumental in like what happens in that series, mm-hmm. but that's a very interesting new look for the Hawks. I guess we're already into it, so let's continue. Um, I think th- across the board, we, we are pretty confident that the Celtics will win this matchup again. The numbers that I just the Hawks are very good at offense number seven in the league I think anyone who's listening is familiar with what that looks like Um, and their defense is not that great Um, Clint Capella's asked to do a lot and there's very few people kind of helping him honestly kind of like similar to how the heat play quite frankly right I don't I don't really think that the Celtics are going to be too taxed here but let's start well let's just like start with a rain cloud over our heads and then we'll we'll get sunnier as we go Jimmy, how do the Hawks win a series against the
1: Celtics? Well, I think it's going to start with their guard. I mean, we, just, we just talked about Capella, but I love Murray. I really do. He's just a great, you know, he's a pop guy, obviously. And him along with Young, I think when that trade happened, we thought, wow, that could be like the best backcourt in the NBA, right? Uh, hasn't quite happened for a number of reasons this year with the Hawks. I don't know how much of that has to do with Trey Young. Sort of, there's seems to be some... Tension between him and the organization. I even saw another headline today that they're like monitoring. I think what Shams tweeted something about their monitoring Trey yeah. young. I don't even know what that means, quite frankly. Um, but they, those guys can score and Murray's obviously a good two-way player. Um, now that's just going to put an onus on, you know, it's a good matchup guards versus guards. Cause we obviously know how strong the Celtics guards are too. Right. With smart um, white and Brogdon, I'll, I'll you know, offensively you go with the hawks obviously but i think uh you know all around the celtics that that three-headed monster there is it's pretty good and then obviously i didn't a guy like Jalen Brown who kind of plays both positions although he's a forward he is a forward <laughs> let's make it clear um Definitely certainly, certainly he's, he kind of moves around out there so um you know those guys stand out names wise but you know collins is a guy that seems to have like uh been linked to trade rumors to the Celtics for for a couple of years now, or maybe just any team. Um, and then you talked about Capella. So they can be physical, and I think this is going to be a series that, that Celtics are going to need, hopefully a healthy Rob Williams, if that version of Rob Williams does exist. I know that they spent all season sort of, you know, bubble wrapping him. So this is kind of this the, the series now where I originally thought it was going to be him versus Bam, but now it's going to be sort of him versus you know, a guy like Capella or, um, what, what's his, you know, we just talked about him. Um, collins So, um, you know, there's a couple different matchups that we're going to, that we're going to be looking at there and we didn't even talk about Tatum and everything. So, um, I actually don't think that he has as much of a matchup really to talk about. To be honest, I think it's very like guard heavy and, and bigs heavy. So, I mean, it's going to be, unfortunately for Al Horford, he's going to be busy too with some physical guys mm-hmm. down there. And I know he doesn't really like to bang down low anymore, but, um, it's not going to be easy from from that perspective. I think I think those guys are going to make it difficult. I still love the Celtics in the series, obviously, um, just talent alone. Um, but you know, the Hawks are a team that I think we 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 didn't they didn't get talked about a lot this year, right? They just kind of floated in that in that eighth whatever range all year, and they never yeah. really were were a threat. The only time you heard about them was when Trey Young had drama. That was pretty much it. So. I don't know a ton about them. I don't watch a lot of their games, you know, aside from um, some of the bigger ones this year. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of my homework on them too. Probably like the Celtics will. Mm -hmm. Justin, what about you?
0: uh, Before we go all in on the Celtics, what's Atlanta's path here?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, Basically an improbable start to the series, the way the Celtics started their season from three point range uh, they're going to win this with three pointers or they're not going to win it. I'm predicting the Celtics to take it in six. I think it's going to be five fairly tough games and then one just like, roll right over them as, as the series is over. I don't think they have quite the right roster for a Quinn Snyder team as we've seen in the past. And I think they're going to be a lot better once they move some pieces and, and rebalance the roster for the sort of team that would play his style of offense a little bit better. But barring any surprises in what happens this season, I don't really think there's going to be enough time for them to to create something that could seriously challenge the Celtics, particularly as we were talking about who is going to guard the wings. There is really no good options for for, Mm them to to stop the Celtics. So the path for them to win would be horrible luck for the Celtics and amazing luck for the Hawks, which I guess could happen, but I'm certainly not going to bet about it.
0: Yeah, it's worth giving Atlanta their due. I mean they're I guess three seasons removed or two seasons removed now from a trip to the conference finals. I mean that that is worth something. Um Trey Young for all of his warts on defense is a stone cold kill, stone cold killer. That's worth something. Mm-hmm. Good coach. Reasonably balanced although again the wing uh, let's be honest, DeAndre Hunt, Hunter and uh right. Bogdan Bogdanovich is the Atlanta Bogdanovich, I believe or is it yes. boya?
2: I just say the Atlanta Bojanovic and I guess now to the Detroit
0: Bojanovic. So. Say Bogdan, Bog, Bogie. Yeah, it's Bogey Bogdanovich in Atlanta. Um, I mean he's a dog. He's I really like his game, but mm-hmm. in terms of talent, I just don't see it matching up. They have some.
1: I guess if you talk about like their like six and seven guy, like that's pretty good to have Bay and and Bogie, um yeah. coming off the bench for them.
0: Yeah. So again, for a team with a lot of turmoil, they got rid of their coach they're probably better than the average seven seed uh, or a a slightly better than the average seven seed anyway. So I think Boston could sleepwalk their way into a five or even six game series. But um, as we, I think we're about to fully unpeel this onion, the Celtics just have too much ammo lying around. Um, The Celtics played Atlanta at the beginning of the season. So there's not much to clean there. They played them the last day of the season, nothing clean there. I suppose one thing of note, the third and only other game between the Hawks and the Celtics is when Trey Young and Marcus Smart tangoed a little bit. Yeah. And so these teams don't necessarily like each other. There's, there's going to be a lot of spirit, uh, to say nothing of like any, Yeah, it would be fun.
1: I mean, Trey Young's an emotional guy. We know that we see him play out there. And that's what I love about him. I, I think that he wears his, you know, he's entertaining as hell. We'll probably put 40 points up on multiple occasions in this series. Mm-hmm. Cause who else is going to do it? And yeah, it'll be a little bit fiery. You know, I, I think the whole thing when Smart, you know, took him down. I don't know if it. If, I don't know if it was as serious as everyone made it out to be, but, um, you know, it's a different level now in the playoffs. So, um, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to definitely be fun, but I I don't have any concerns about the Celtics. I mean, if it went if it went five games, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked either. You know, if if the Hawks take one in Atlanta and that's it.
0: Yeah, but one thing that I'm concerned about with the Celtics team is them getting in their own way and getting the yips. I don't even think that this series that that's possible. I think I think it's possible to the tune of dropping I think a game. it could
2: happen to one game enough where they they lose the
0: game. If but I don't think they I game, don't think they spiral, yeah. Yeah. Um all right, so let's let's transition a little bit. So the games for the Celtics will begin on Saturday at 3:30. 30. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting. My guess is that the Bruins will start the playoffs on sunday but they could wait until monday or tuesday so the celtics might get a weird schedule because it's it's unclear if they're going to honor marathon monday and let marathon monday kind of be its own thing but we're going to start the I heard there's a chance the bruins might play monday i heard that too but then i also heard the celtics were going to play on sunday so i don't know what to believe anymore yeah. the team told us they're playing on saturday that's what i'm going with yeah um so we know that there's, there's a game one we know it's saturday afternoon at 3 30 jimmy toscano
1: who is Joe Mazzo gonna start? Oh, that's a great question. I think he's gonna go with the I, he's gonna go with the White in the lineup. Um, Ooh. yeah, okay, I, I so, you know what, so flush it out. Yeah, so I've I've been saying this for a while now. Play your best guys. Stop playing stop playing like defense to their offense. You know what I mean? Put your guys out there and make the opposing team adjust to your guys. I think Derek White's been there. We're going to talk about grades later, so I'm not going to give away my grades, but he's been huge for them. Right. And when he's in the game there, when he's in the game with smart, um, you know, I like those two. I like those two, obviously Tatum Brown. And then um, you go Horford. I don't know where Rob's at completely with, you know, his health and everything like that. I do understand, you know, we already talked about how they could, you know, with Capella um, in there, you know, the Hawks can go big. I don't like to get too hung up on who starts because, it's all about the end game adjustments. It's all about who finishes and all that stuff. But I think that when you start with your best, your best five guys right now, and right now it's hard for me to envision white, not being in the lineup because of everything that he's been giving you. Uh, and we know how dangerous the guys like Trey young and, and, and Murray can be too. So you're talking about a guy in, in, in white, who's arguably, you know, first team, all defense this year, right. We know how, how crazy he's been on, on the defensive side. He's led the league in blocks from as a guard. So I want him to get out there and get physical. I want him and smart to to take Trey Young and and uh Murray out of the game early, you know? So that's that's who I'm going in there. And and Rob can be that energy off the bench, come in with six or seven minutes to go in the first quarter and and do his thing too. But right now, I'm a little bit down more down on Rob than than I probably should be. So I'm not really willing to give him the start. Oh, interesting. Okay, Dr. Quinn, how do you come down on
2: that? I actually agree completely. Uh, there is a chance that we could see Atlanta try to use the same strategy they used against Miami to just basically out rebound a smaller version mm-hmm. of the Celtics. Yeah. But the Celtics rebound and box out well enough up and down the roster that I don't think that's going to be effective enough, particularly with the offense going to be having to deal with. So, in that particular situation, barring it actually working, I do think that Jimmy's right on this. Uh, they got to set the best guys.
0: Yeah, really. I I think that a bit, you can it's disagree. It's, no, no. I was say it's unanimous around the horn. I think that the okay. the thing that muddies the water is if Jason Tatum's rebounding isn't up to snuff, and we've seen that he's shown. You know what? Like when he plays the four, he's an okay rebounder. He's not mm-hmm. wowing you, but he's he's risen to that occasion enough that um, I do I do think that you're probably right about that. That not only is Rob coming off the bench and then perhaps closing games, which is more important, but Like I've been hoping for all season long, that also opens up Brogdon and Horford. I mean, Brogdon and Rob Williams having a little two-man game as just like a a new look on offense. Although it's worth noting that Sam Hauser increasingly has been uh, one of the first guys off the bench and deserving that nod. He's not starting, um, but between Grant Williams, Rob Williams, Sam Hauser, and Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Missoula's got, got so many guys in reserve. It's unbelievable. Um, he
1: does yeah but yeah i I think i just think you know i just go back to like that utah game where it's like he forgot about missoula forgot about white they were going with like luke and you know whoever was over 610 that he could find and i'm like dude just stick to the guys that have gotten you to this point it's white it's brogdon it's i know that there's that's small ball or whatever but i don't care make the other team adjust to you because if white's doing his thing they're gonna have to adjust now to your point cam you know if if tatum's getting bullied down there if he's not getting aggressive or he's getting out of his rhythm because he's forced to sort of get in the weeds then maybe they have to make an adjustment and i'm fine with that but i just think you come up with that lineup and you just give the hawks the like the best that you have and see where it goes for the first few minutes of that game yeah
0: agreed i i might save this for either an article or like a whole podcast episode down the line but we're gonna learn a lot about Joe Missoula um, his chops mm. his uh, reputation as a tactician will finally be under scrutiny and whether or not that's important is perhaps secondary but we're gonna learn a lot about Missoula because he's got a lot of chess pieces and sometimes that can be more difficult than you know last yeah. year there was like seven and a half chess pieces and you knew exactly what you were gonna do mm-hmm. okay. Let's pause the action and we'll get back to talking about that kind of stuff. I want to talk about FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official partner of Major League Baseball. And Now new customers in Massachusetts get in, get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at fanduel.com boston Finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads, player props, and more. I am going to annoy some people listening to this because I would like to say the following. The Baltimore Orioles are very fun, and I am (laughs) curious about what's going on with the Rays. I would be more curious uh, what's going on with the Red Sox if they had righties who could hit and starting pitching, but I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing. So... uh, as someone who likes baseball and likes baseball a lot. I'm, I'm trying to take a
1: macro view because I don't suspect that the Red Sox are going to compete too much. At least um, give the Red Sox this, they're losing a lot faster this year <laughs> than last year. Right. because so I was suffer. stealing bases and <laughs> forcing the pitchers to, to give up home runs at a faster rate, I guess, if you're the Red Sox.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, it's extraordinary, but it's also April. We got plenty of baseball, mm-hmm. uh, so make sure you check out a bet, an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit fanduel.com Boston and make every moment more. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. You must be 21 or older and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. Bonus is issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Hope is here, helplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start, GameSenseMA.com, or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Back to the Celtics, but sticking with FanDuel for a moment. Uh, Jason Tatum mm-hmm. has the second-best Finals MVP odds, which is interesting. I get, I Who's start, first? I think you can guess over Tatum yeah come on Jimmy starts with a yeah ends with a Giannis oh Giannis oh okay
1: so we're yeah
0: okay uh for the for the league maybe I I didn't set you up well interestingly you can't get and for the past few days you haven't been able to get a line on regular MVP I I think at this point enough because they all all know it's
1: going to be Embiid at this point I guess
0: yeah but it's been a few days now that you can't get that. Accurate. That's a
1: that's been a whole. We don't need to get into it, but that's been a ridiculous debate for months now, or really, I guess the last month it's gotten obnoxious. But it's yeah. crazy. You could easily make the case that Jokic is the MVP. Easily, uh, like in well, fact, it's probably easier to make than Embiid in a lot of cases. So some of the, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any voting or anything like that, but it's not an easy decision for the voters, but. I just think it's stupid if your reason is, oh, well, he was the MVP the last two years. He can't be the MVP this year. Like that to me is so backwards thinking that I don't even, I I wouldn't, I would not respect your vote if that's part of the reasoning. That should have nothing to do with it. But anyways, I don't want to, I, I, I digress.
0: My conspiracy. To...
1: Well, I was gonna say my conspiracy there is
0: that the league specifically is vague about the, expectations for yeah. mvp qualifications to engender this daytime debate. television debate yeah. and then we have to talk <laughs> about the the television debate but mm. let's not do that let's talk about the celtics instead right <laughs> um some bits of news that are worth mentioning and then we're going to do player grades which we kind of teased off the jump Ime Odoka has now been uh, tied to toronto detroit and houston jimmy any interest in what that might look like or good luck to Odoka, not our problem
1: Oh, it's definitely not our problem anymore, but I'm not surprised at all to hear that he's getting interest. And I, I actually fully expect him to be a head coach somewhere next year. Um, I thought it might happen <laughs> midway through this year, to be completely honest. Um, so whoever it is, good for them. I hope it works out. I have no, I, I don't really lose sleep over that whole situation anymore. I whole, that's you know, that's another one that I still can't fully wrap my head around. Uh, I don't think we'll ever know fully, the extent of everything that went down and really probably is not our business anyways, but, um, it was certainly unfortunate. I think a lot of people, um, were shocked. Um, and I think a lot of people wish that it didn't happen because they obviously know how good of a coach Ime was here in Boston and, and, um, wherever he ends up, I'm sure he'll have success. You know, if it's a young team like Houston, um, those, those players that are in for a world of hurt because (laughs) he's going to be very tough on them, right? He's, he's going to be, going to probably make a few people cry out there. So that's kind of his style of play. And we saw that it, or style of coaching. And we saw it finally sort of crack the Celtics team the second half of last year. You know, they, they maybe were a little stubborn and they're stuck in their ways. And at one point or at some point they finally realized that, you know, this guy, let's just try, let's just try what he's preaching right now. So uh, I'm sure he will have some growing pains with whatever the next team is. Uh, Cause he's kind of got that hard nose, old school style which I think the younger generation might have a little hard time um, grasping or, or getting used to. But if it works, it's it's a lot easier to follow um, direction like that once you start to see the wins come in. So wherever it ends up, Houston, um, what were the other teams that you mentioned? I forget now. Houston, and Detroit. Detroit. And that list could grow. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it will. will. Yeah. I'm sure it will. I mean, as far as situations go, Detroit's got a nice young team too. I mean it really depends on what he's what he's kind of looking for. I mean, Toronto, who knows where they're going, what direction they're going in. They're a more established team right now, but they're kind of stuck in purgatory, it seems. So um, I'm not sure if that's a situation he, he wants to get himself into.
0: Yeah, I think I th- I think this podcast thinks the Celtics handled their business as well as they could with a yeah. few step missteps along the way. And good luck to Udoka. I suppose people deserve second chances. Um, also on a rundown, but this is actually, I'm going to tell a story quickly. So the last game of the season was over the weekend and Brad Stevens gave an impromptu press conference. Now I was there. What happened, Justin, this is why we did not have audio of that. This is what happened. So the coach speaks, um, an hour and change before the game. And I usually make it my business to be there so I can get audio of the quotes and either Justin or I write about it. And I sit there and fumble with my tape recorder as I try to send an email, such that I'm almost always the last person out of the press room. And I sit there quietly while Joe Missoula does his NBC Sports Boston hit because I'm not quick enough with my crap. Everywhere I'm like I'm having a mini yard sale, so I just sit there quietly <laughs> because I haven't gotten my stuff together. You, it's remarkable how consistently I'm disheveled in that moment. This game, the last game of the season, I was quick. I sent my audio as quickly as possible. And I was up and Adam before Missoula even sat down to do his TV hit, the one that I'm almost always quietly sitting through. Apparently, Brad Stevens just waltzes into that press room right after as other reporters are cleaning up their little yard sales. And he goes, hey, guys, do you want to have a press conference? And the reporters were like, yeah, okay, of course we do. And Brad oh, yeah. Stevens just gave an impromptu press conference uh, under the auspices that he doesn't want to be bothered during the, the playoffs, which is fair. Mm -hmm. um so uh, 99 times out of 100 or whatever it is 40 times out of 41 i'm sitting in that room the last fool out of that room and this time i got ahead of the curve and i missed the the brad uh thing so we were nice enough to get audio we can talk about what he said but justin that's why we didn't have audio of that moment i knew you were please please forgive him Justin.
2: he's in trouble
0: or something (laughs) The polkers yeah. thing all over again. Anyways, yeah. uh Stevens was great as you might expect. He was considered, he was thoughtful. Uh he showed great confidence in Joe Missoula as well. He might he showed great confidence in Jalen. Brown. was supposed to say?
2: Like, I don't know about this guy. Uh we better find someone uh, Yeah. now. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, uh no, it was the perfect these are cookie-cutter quotes, but here they are. The team hears it, the coach hears it, the fans here. yeah Um Yeah. I, I do think the Celtics are kind of executing an all out blitz to get Jalen Brown, all NBA nod. Not that he doesn't deserve. Oh, no, you think? But well, I was going to say Daryl Morey has been so aggressive with his Embiid MVP stuff that it kind of softens the edges around what Boston is up to. But sure. I, I do think that it's, it's, things are shaping up nicely. It looks like they will be able to offer Jalen Brown that contract. Cause it looks like he'll get all NBA and the coaches and the, front officers saying all the right things along the way. Um, any Anything else about the Missoula, I mean, the Stevens presser or anything you want to hit on, Justin?
2: Uh, No, I do want to just touch on uh, a, a rising tendency that's vaguely related to what you were just talking about, which are hits from radio shows or who the heck knows what reporter who has heard that someone they know might think they could possibly maybe go after Jalen Brown we're going to be hearing a lot of that uh don't take those too seriously unless there's some real substance to them uh and let's hope he doesn't take them too seriously because that's already starting to annoy me and I'm not even involved in it
0: yeah Jimmy uh well we know he
1: does take those seriously so
0: Jimmy, let's close the news section with this. Which is more likely, that Jalen Brown is traded to the Portland Trailblazers or that Jalen Brown actually cut his hand watering plants?
1: (laughs) Neither are very likely in my opinion. Um, Now, I fully expect a a lie like that from a player and the team to back him up on that for a number of reasons. But, I mean, we all have faces and we all have plants and like i as of this moment i'm not even sure if Jalen brown has all his fingers because (laughs) the wrap that he had at hand he looked like he looked like jpp when he blew his hand off on fireworks i'm not even sure if this guy has all his fingers right now so i don't know how you do that type of damage by picking up a couple of pieces of glass from a vase also you're not seven years old like what are you doing uh, being so reckless. If that was the way it actually happened, I mean, like, come on, man. I mean, just you could you could be a little bit more careful in picking up glass if that were to actually be the reason that you cut your hand. I am hoping that the true part of it is, at, or I am hoping that the return date part of it is true, and that he isn't going to miss any time. Because wouldn't that be something to hear? Uh, you know, any HP injury report on Twitter comes out Friday night, and Jalen Brown's questionable or whatever, you know. So I'm bracing for that scenario, but man, it was not a pretty picture that Jared Weiss tweeted of that, of that <laughs> hand that looked like a club. So fingers crossed, no pun intended, but fingers crossed that uh, it isn't. Hopefully anything still, more serious. Apparently hopefully still has. Yeah. Hopefully crossed. he can cross his fingers.
0: Yeah. Um, while we're doing the news, actually one last thing, Grant Williams won the Jeff Twiss award, which is given to players who go above and beyond with the press and just because grant williams and jeff twist have been good to us at this podcast shout out to the both of them okay we'll do player grades in a moment but i'm gonna pause the action again because i want to talk about our friends over at better help um this is a service that we're really happy to have as an advertiser because we really believe in the product um and we kind of the theme that we've been doing in these ad reads is to kind of dismantle some of the stigmas that exist around what it looks like to get therapy because a lot of it's, it's really affirmative. It, it can be, again, if you're down in the dumps or you're struggling and you need answers. But it can also be if you're looking to grow as a person, if you want uh, coaching of a sort, if you want to hear yourself think and need guardrails there. There's so much that uh, therapy offers in person or otherwise. Um, and the thing about BetterHelp is that it, it's right there. So it becomes convenient. It becomes uh, flexible. Um, it discretion is of the highest order. I will say when I went to therapy, it was in town. And because there is a little bit of a stigma when I was a teenager, it felt weird, like looking over my shoulders and I see me going. So I do wonder yeah. if the, the online service is valuable to, to people who might be um, seeking that out. So again, please consider giving BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. Um, it starts with a questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch at any time for no additional charge. So go ahead and discover your potential with BetterHelp. And listeners to this podcast can get 10% off their first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash SeltLab. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SeltLab. Okay. We're going to do player grades, which is appropriate because either on or off air, we're talking about how fun it is to grade. That's true. We can... Yeah, you're a pro grader. You sure you want to grade tonight? You already did enough of that, right? Uh, well, uh, ironically, my grades are due Friday morning, my real life nice. grades. But, are you a hard grader in school? Uh, it's unclear to me how often colleagues or students listen to this podcast, so I'm going to plead the fifth, but <laughs> uh, maybe he's no. a softie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I teach a nine through 12 econ elective, so there's a lot of completion grades in that one. Um, oh, that's, OK. That's a lot like plate spinning. There's a lot going on in that room at any given sure. moment. OK. Uh, we're doing it alphabetically, so there's no favoritism, okay. and we will say you can give an A+, plus, but down to an F-, minus, an incomplete, a medical, you can get creative, um, but to the benefit of time, and we'll we'll switch up kind of the order, so Jim, you don't have to always go first, but give us your grade and a few comments, you don't have to sure. like, give us a, a manifesto. All right, this is
1: off the top, I have not predetermined my grades. Sure, so. Okay. Well you get the
0: name. You get first bite at the Apple, and alphabetically that's Malcolm Brogdon.
1: Okay. Malcolm Brogdon. And now I'm gonna sound like a soft grader, but Malcolm <laughs> Brogdon gets. I have a couple A's that I'm gonna give out. He gets one of my A's. I'm not doing A pluses. I don't, I don't I'm not giving nobody to me is an A plus. So he gets an A. I think that he came out in this team and he gave him exactly what he was kind of like advertised for right steady hand veteran leadership says does all the right things accepted his role literally came off the bench every single game that he played and embraced it and he on top of it all was an unbelievable three-point shooter for them this year better than anyone could have imagined so um, I love what I love that trade when it happened I love it even more now Um, I think that you know and I think the feeling on his end is mutual. I think he loves it here. I think he loves the team. I think he actually does love his role, even though it's not a starter. And a lot of guys in this league, they they want to be started. They want to hear their name called out to start the game. And they want to be there for the tip. You know, there's sometimes egos get in the way, but he doesn't have that personality. And I think that he just slid right into this team and gave them exactly what they needed. So he gets uh, an A for me.
0: All right. Um, Let's see, Justin, do you want to do grades for each one or do we want to divvy up the responsibility? Um, we can oh, check You got to give. Let's yeah, you got to give. Yeah, because yeah. like. But who's not going to give Malcolm Brogdon an A? I'm not right. going to well, give you Malcolm
2: give... Brogdon an A. Okay, let's know. hear why. <laughs> I am a hard grader. Uh, maybe it's because I teach unruly co- or taught, thank God, unruly college students uh, who <laughs> really got under my nerves because they never read the damn syllabus. There. Um, <laughs> A minus, and I have to give him the A minus just fair. for that, that middle of the season slump he kind of fell into where he wasn't very effective. Not all of that was his fault. I don't think he was being used correctly. Uh It was a work in progress, Uh, so he still gets the A, but I have to think mm-hmm. a little bit just because of that slump.
0: That's fair. I can accept A minus. I could be talked into an A minus because we haven't seen anything that would challenge the assertion that he's not a plus defender Mm. or at least um if you catch him in space he's not a plus defender sure so um, misses
1: at the rim too sure
0: yeah i mean who among us um but i but i also depending on how the paradigm under which we're grading i mean i didn't expect anything else so it's a little nitpicky but i guess i'll just because a few other people uh i'm just gonna jump ahead sorry jimmy Derek White gets an A+. I don't know what you could possibly say other than holy smokes, what a season, but okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> let's do Jalen. So I'm going to go with A-, minus, but I don't feel good about it. Uh, That's fine. Dr. Quinn, I'll, I'll start with you, and then Jimmy, you get a uh, second crack here. Jalen Brown, it's been a complicated season. Mm-hmm. What grade do you give Mr. Jalen Brown?
2: A-. minus. It would be hard to give him below an A, considering that He is playing at a level with an all NBA player on his team at an all NBA level, which is really hard to do when you have someone else who's eating up all those possessions. So I don't see how you give him lower than something in the range of an A. I think you could even talk me into an A plus considering all the things that have been going on with his life off the court in terms of being involved in trade rumors, the yeah. stuff. I mean, but that, that affected everyone. So I guess that's not really a factor, but I mean, nobody else really was the center of another Kevin Durant trade rumor, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Jimmy. I gave an a minus um, minus. and this is all these grades are relative to the player. That's just, just to work sure, out, At least for me anyways, that's kind of how I'm grading it, which probably isn't how you're supposed to grade things, but um a minus um, on the court, he exceeded my expectations this year in most, you know, pretty much most of the season. I think he's been their best player for the last couple of months. I think you guys would probably all agree there. Um, I thought the off-court stuff was—he might get—he gets a couple points deducted for me. Um, I think there's just like some unnecessary distractions with like the little bit of a media tour, I guess you could call it, that he went on. And I think he had the right intentions, um, but I also think it was kind of a distraction and maybe the media makes it bigger than it needs to be or should have been. But when you go and talk to these publications, you have to know that they're going to pick out the things that stand out and they're going to make them into something that maybe you didn't intend. Right. So whether it's ringer, New York times, whether it's, you know, ESPN, whatever it is and whatever the reason is, it's not about the team at that point. It's not about basketball. I think towards the end of the year, like it got kind of more, about him and wanting everyone to know that he is playing this way and he is, should be regarded as a top player in the league and he's not a Batman and he's not this and he's not that. And it kind of got away from the team. Now, to his credit, it didn't take away from his performance on the court. So that's why he still gets an A- minus from me. If if he started to suck, I would have probably dropped, his, dropped him a whole letter grade. But to his credit, he's still playing great basketball. And at the end of the day, that's really what I care about.
0: Yeah. If we're not giving... If we assume he's going to make all be a second team, I mean, I don't know how we don't give him an A. Um, he's going to make second so, team?
1: You, you, where do you have him? I th- I thought people were trying to argue that he's going to be a third team.
2: He was listed as uh, a second team by the very unbiased Michael Pina uh, at the ringer, a <laughs> uh, known Celtics fan. Uh But I, yeah. I, I agree that there's a possibility, if he does make it as a four, that that is – Achievable. I don't know if it's likely, but it's not out of the question.
0: I, I don't know. Uh, I just don't, yeah, I think the forward slot is thin, but um, I guess if we have time, we'll hash it out after. So all NBA-esque guy, mm-hmm. career high in points, career high in rebounds, career tied career high in assists, career high in field goal percentage, career high and free throw attempts. How those I turnovers mean, looking? Well. There's another side to, to that career, line, high. which is which is keeping me uh yes, a career. High. Uh that's where I'm not at an A plus is the turnovers crept up a little bit, up to three a game, although his usage is probably up two. I don't have it in front of me. His three-point shooting is down to 33 and percent, which is closer to yeah. league average and probably low for a guard. Um, he has shot in his career as high as 39%, um, twice, in fact. If you're rounding up 40%, actually twice. So uh, I think it's an a I mean Dan Brown is a phenomenal season, but the the areas where he could have leveled up just a little bit more are i suppose striking or I think we both or all three of us could have cited that even without the data in front of us so uh sorry, You're sorry a. a a not a plus okay. J.D. Davison, and I got, I've got so much to say about J.D. Davison, Justin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's my <laughs> turn to go first, though. Um, incomplete. Now, his main Celtics grade is an A. I mean, he's been superstar up there. What we've seen out of the Celtics, it's just inconsistent, and I don't feel comfortable really assessing him as an NBA player. Um, I will say it's probably going to be a lonely life. Cabin Gale and him have a friendship, I'm sure, but He's got to come in and he's got to pretend like he knows how to be a professional basketball player. And then he's going to go to Maine and but he seems like a good kid and I'm rooting for him. I don't know him all that well, um, but I'm going to say incomplete, but I, I entreat you to, to <laughs> I'm just spinning my tires. Justin, Justin's screaming at me in the comments that this is too much time. Um, Jimmy, Justin. <laughs> yeah, do I'll speed a- it up.
1: I incomplete. See me after class. I don't know. I, I have nothing. To, this, I, you spoke more about him than he played this year. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> okay
2: nothing uh, else to add and complete as well i mean <laughs> you can't judge an nba development arc on what like three games yeah or
1: maybe i think you know he's got some he's gonna have big summer ahead of him we'll leave it at that
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay blake jimmy again this is all relative uh i'm gonna give him a b um uh, i just think that you know in the limited time that we saw him he gave them um, Listen, I think we know that he's very limited in like what they're asking him and expecting of him right now. So when he's in the game, he's in there for energy. He's in there to draw a charge. He's in there to make a couple of passes he's in there to get the boys going. I don't even know if we'll see him in the playoffs. I expect that maybe in a couple cameos we will. But I think for, you know, a guy that they basically signed for the end of the bench. I don't know how you can get much more out of somebody uh, in that role. So that's what I get to be.
2: B plus all the same reasons. Uh, If we were judging him versus the expectations of what he was going to contribute to the team, I think it would be an A, but I, I agree that we should be focusing on the player as a player and You know, he has had a couple of questionable plays, a couple of questionable moments to to offset some of the, holy crap, he can still jump kind of moments, right? (laughs) So for me, I I think that we do want to give him some recognition, but I don't think it's quite an A.
0: Yeah. I'm on basketball reference. Blake has no listed nickname, which is surprising to me. And his middle name is Austin, and I didn't know that. Um, Blake's so much hustle, good for the locker room. legacy grade he can have an a it's probably not accurate but wow what what he is providing to for the the product off the court is invaluable um so a for creativity or something i don't know if he keeps a mustache for the playoffs it's a big deal for me okay dr quinn big smooth sam hauser
2: a minus uh strangely good on defense despite the fact that he keeps being sought out by opposing teams uh you can't give him above an a minus in my opinion because of that long cold streak that got him out of the rotation but again for a guy who was basically last year's jd davison you for him to be in the conversation in any capacity to even sniff the floor in a playoff game how how are you going to do lower than a so a minus for me
1: uh, yeah, again, if it's all relative, then he probably sneaks into an A minus for me. But I'm gonna give him a B plus only because at the end of the day, his role is still limited for me. Uh I, I don't even know how much you've seen him in the playoffs. So it's hard for me to give him any, anything higher than a B plus. I think you will see him in the playoffs. But you already mentioned like the the time during the year where they kind of went away with went away from him completely. And we were wondering if they completely missed and if we would ever see the court again. So credit to him. He does have a great three-point shot. We can't ignore that. They put him in the game situationally, and he hasn't killed them on defense. So it's a strong B-plus for me. Yeah, I like that. Strong B-plus. Sneaky good on defense. I think
0: he's just sneaky strong, and and guys overextend when they see him in a mismatch or something. Um, But great season out of Hauser. I mean, vis-a-vis where he came from and what the Celtics were expecting. Mm. The the production level is great, although who knows how much he'll, he'll play in the postseason um i have al horford uh i don't know if i feel comfortable evaluating al horford i feel like he's is so much better at basketball than i could ever imagine being and knows so much about basketball that <laughs> and i revere him so much i feel uncomfortable giving him a grade um i think that he maybe isn't as good on defense and i think maybe he's, he's lost, lost, a, a, step, st- but he's lost a step but hopefully you can't hear us saying that because I- I don't want I don't want to even think about what that looks like um it's a B plus for me I don't know Jimmy yeah
1: that's fair I mean B B plus again um he's become a three-point shooter right so he's not giving you a whole lot offensively other than like that corner or three um which is uh, he needed to make that adjustment in his game to prolong his career I fully get that and he's what he's giving them is beyond what I thought that they could still get from him at this point in his career. So I don't mean being like I'm disappointed, but I'm kind try, I'm trying to weigh like again the relative grade with what they're getting from him. It's probably uh like an 80, what's a B? Like the highest B is an 86. So it's probably like an 86.4, very close to that B plus line. But I'm trying to be a hard grader here. I don't want to give everyone an A or an A minus. So I'm trying to space it out here, but he's huge for them. I mean, we all know how important he is for them. They they need him to be playing his A version of basketball in order for them to to go anywhere.
0: Not for nothing. This is the third best Celtics season by wins in the 21st century, so there might be a lot of A's out there. Yeah, right.
2: It's also kind of hard to judge him because every season he takes, I won't say off a good chunk of the season, but he's very clearly not going at 100 or even 90 percent he's doing like 75 percent right. yeah. so with that in mind i think i also have a b plus um I, he could have gotten to an a if he had gone ball to the wall but do we want him to do that all season I don't right
1: so. he just kind of does his thing and like he's he's like almost like no news is good news with al Warford. you know he just does his yeah. job and goes on to the next game i was gonna say there's a number of games where
0: he's like functionally the guy literally bailing out the the team that's funny right. to see him Save the Celtic skin and be like, well, yeah, but that's only a B. Yeah, you um, know. <laughs> but I, I think we're weirdly in agreement either way. Okay, Jimmy, with respect to Cabin uh, Cabngale, I hope I said that right. Um, fee incomplete, uh, incomplete. And I'll I'll let you talk about Cornet. But uh, Cabngale, rooting for you. We're rooting for you over here at the yeah.
1: Yes, we'll be rooting for them on the on the bench too for the playoffs.
2: I think it's fair to say that we were hoping that he was going to have a bigger role with the team, but I mean.
1: I didn't think he would be would stiff the court this year. I mean, this is a championship contending team. These guys don't really have any business being on the court right now.
2: I mean, yeah, I agree,
1: but if you look that. back
2: at the beginning of the year when we weren't sure what was going on with Rob, like there was an expectation that he might actually get some run and he just never got it. So, But Justin, right.
0: that's also because we didn't know that Luke Cornette, the tallest American born NBA player, would be <laughs> such a
1: productive piece for this team. Jimmy, what grade do you give Luke? Ooh. Luke, this is going this is my lowest grade so far. Luke's getting a below average for me this year. He's, he's in my C minus category. Well, wow. I didn't I, I didn't think Luke was as effective as he needed to be in situations where the Celtics needed him or went to him. I also didn't think there were times where Missoula could have gone to him and didn't. So I don't know what that tells you about how he feels about Luke. But Luke wasn't a guy that I felt all oh, the Luke's in like they're they're okay. It was almost like why is Luke in? So <laughs> that's a C- minus for me. And that's being nice.
2: Fair. So for me, it depends on whether we're talking about my expectations or what it looked like the team's expectations, because it looked like early in the season, they expected him for at least the regular season to be the second big, not the third big. And he was not that great in that role. Uh, he had moments, particularly as the season wore on, ironically, when he wasn't really charged with that same responsibility. But... Yeah, I don't think I could do much better than the C either because he wasn't really good enough to be that second big and he far exceeded what you would expect from a third big. So he's in this weird territory that I think is just about average.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, basketball is an entertainment product. Luke Cornett is an entertaining basketball player. He seems to really enjoy himself out there. Um, and on Easter, he made the team by, I think, chocolate-covered Oreos or something. He seems like a good guy. And for, you know, a former G League guy coming in as like a quasi third big, the expectations were a little different than maybe other players. But yeah, um, I quite like rooting for Luke Cornette, But sure. I think I think realistically, it, it can't be more than a, a very endearing, surprising C plus B minus.
1: You can't give him a B minus. You can't do it eat that bag celebration
0: (laughs) looked and he found himself you're biased
2: here with with recency shall we say
0: yeah that's that's true well speaking of which sort of dr yeah do you have a grave for mike muscala
2: so i was super excited when we got mike Mm muscala you know that i was pushing that trade for quite some time before it actually happened and Mm -hmm. he very recently showed us that he might actually be the player he was for the what the first game where he like banged out 12 points on four threes or something like that uh so it's borderline incomplete with how little time he's actually played meaningful minutes for the celtics but um i'm gonna give him a strong b minus because he's not quite the player i was hoping he was going to be but he has proven himself to be useful particularly when his number has been called so
1: jimmy i'm giving him a c i don't think he's really done much for them i think they've been probably disappointed with it and i question if brad did anything wrong this year it might have been not going for somebody a little bit more um useful at the trade deadline i liked muscala when they made the trade i thought it was a great fit but they haven't used him they haven't gone to him for whatever reason so i can't give him more than a c and even that i think is nice i think he probably deserves a c minus with luke um almost like take your pick with those guys right now i don't really think there's much confidence in either one of them but i think muscala's ceiling is higher um, I'd probably rather see him in there over loop, but I think they give you a little bit different things. Um muscala's his offensive game is obviously much better. So um i'm at I'm at i I'm at like a a a low C for for muscala. I think he can still save his score though in the playoffs if if they if they have any reason to go to him. I don't know if they used him enough down the stretch to feel like they have any fit, enough faith to go to him, but if there's a foul situation or a health situation, Maybe he can save that score.
0: Yeah, I I think I'd give an an incomplete, just to be honest with him. He just hasn't had enough consistent burn. The defense is something to keep an eye on, but I'm going to stick with an incomplete for now. Okay, we'll keep it moving because we got a lot of big names on the list. I think it's my turn, and I think I have Pritchard. Geez, Louise, I I said we got to keep it moving. I have no idea what Grady deserves. Uh, a B. Um, he's been solid. He's both swallowed his pride and made a big stink. He, he is just like he can't be a, a guy on defense. He, try as he might, and he does try. Um, he's just that's not where his strengths lie. So he, it seems like he's not. The same guy he was last season. But he also got less playing time, which is challenging, especially for young, hungry players. So I can give him a B. But I don't. I, I feel like I don't really know. It feels but generous. It, it feels generous, but it also uh, no, because like again, like what my expectations for Peyton Pritchard ultimately were, as he vastly exceeded them last season. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh
1: yeah, I'm gonna stick with a B, Jimmy. What do you got? He gets an 80. He's like right on that B minus C plus line where it's like, he probably just, I probably just give him an a just because I feel like he could have got more playing time. Again, it's almost like the Luke Cornette thing. I feel like there were times where maybe they could have went to him a little bit in a situation where they needed a spark or they needed energy. When he does play, he leaves it all out there. Yeah. There's a the defensive liability aspect, but there's no doubting the kid can shoot. And when he is given a little bit of a bigger role, he's not scared to shoot and it's, you know, he's aggressive. And I'm, I'm not like, Oh God, another shot. Like, I think it's going in. He's on a team with a ton of talent at that guard position and it's too bad for him. I mean, it's just a bad, it's just a bad scenario situation for him. Like if he was on a a number of other teams, he's getting probably 15, 20 minutes a game. And he's probably making a little bit more of a name for himself. So but for me, on this team, and what he's was able to do this year, he gets an eighty. So, it's a it's a B minus. But it, it's it's nice. It's not, I'm being nice to
0: him. <laughs> I feel I'm that I hear that. that's so familiar
1: that <laughs>
0: experience. <Yeah. laughs> um, Doctor Quinn, anything we missed on on PP? I'm just going to
2: give him a straight C because it's very hard to tell what kind of impact he would have had, and it's very hard to ignore the fact that as the team is, you know, trying to really gear towards the stretch run at the trade deadline, uh, a player who isn't seeing the court is kind of derailing the. Not derailing. That's not really the word. He's making more waves than a player who isn't playing should be. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I get it, I get all of it, but you have to like look at this. On um, the individual if we keep going with the individual expectations and you know you you push for those things but i mean he's peyton pritchard he should not be like getting articles in the media that are getting serious attention about yeah. <laughs> where, where his next move is going to be so for me that was a little bit much so i can't give him better than a c a flat c yeah
1: that's pathetic really it didn't even make much. It didn't really make much noise though, because people were like, "Dude, just, yeah. just, just be quiet."
0: <laughs> no one cares. You go, They're like, "What down. did he
1: just say?" Like, just go, go back on that. Just go shoot, shoot three pointers.
0: I mean, it'll be interesting when we get to Grant Williams when we talk about uh, <sighs> just manufactured distractions. Um, all right, we have some. We have five more names on our list with respect to Justin Champagne and Gallo. Incomplete, obviously. Incomplete. See, hail to Pit. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm so happy I don't have to go first because I have no idea what my answer is. Jimmy, what grade do you give Marcus
1: Smart? Marcus Smart gets, ooh, this is, this is now, don't forget, this is all relative, right? So just because Pritchard gets a B minus and Smart gets a C plus doesn't mean that I think Pritchard had a better year than Smart. It just means that Marcus Smart to me had a pretty bad year for Marcus smart. Now it wasn't a negative. He wasn't a negative on the team and there's probably going to be a game this year where he wins it for them. But I think Marcus would be the first to tell you that. And he already has told you that his defense was kind of subpar this year. Right. It was, it was, it was below average for him, certainly. And I don't think we know what he gives you offensively, um, which is average. And sometimes it shoots you in the foot um he wasn't their third best player this year he wasn't their fourth best player this year um you could probably even make the case he wasn't their fifth best best player this year so we're going down and down and down the list here so he's in the c plus range for me this year um i don't know if it's injuries i don't know if it's what it is but um this was not um the Marcus smart that we got last year or in, in some previous years so c plus
2: yeah I, I would actually i'm sorry my, my, my turn or no Oh yeah, you go.
1: Okay. What did I do? Mean, wait, what uh, did I give him? Did I change C- my grade?
2: I think it was a C plus, yeah.
1: Okay, I, don't, I forgot what I said at first, but yeah, it, it's a C to a C plus, but go on.
2: I'm gonna leave him a B minus just because uh it's not his fault. He's playing on the same foot that I think was hurt uh last season and he re-aggravated it. And it really I think that has been the main culprit behind his defense. I will give him a little bit of credit for that, but you're absolutely right. The one thing I will say in his defense in terms of offense is we have seen way fewer uh, Marcus shoot you out of the game games, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
2: which I think is a sign of maturity. uh, Maybe also coupled, again, with that foot on offense, not really making him kind of realize he cannot be that guy most nights. So Mm -hmm. that's my grade
0: I'm, I'm, I am I'm. think I'm going to give him a higher grade. I think I'm going to give him a B plus and here are my reasons. And I, I'm willing to be wrong about them because the defense has probably not been the same injury or not. And that's a big part of the Marcus Smart experience. His assist numbers are up to 6.3 a game, which is a very good number and his career high. Um, his minutes are slightly down. His usage is slightly down, um, but his assists are up. His three point shooting is stable. His turnovers are stable Um, So he's being more effective, arguably with a shifted role where he's not categorically the point guard anymore. And yet he's also more so working as the team's point guard, Um, which I commend greatly. The arrival of a plus recipient, Derek White really complicates like what Marcus Smart is because he's not a shooting guard um, and maybe he's not the point guard. So what is he? So I do think a he's been injured. He only played 61 games this year. I do think B, the defense has probably slipped, but I think I admire and I feel hopeful, Justin, especially your point that his three-point shooting attempts are up, but I I don't feel like anecdotally there have been those same kind of nights. Um, So I'm going to give him a hopeful B plus insofar as I think it's been an admirable transition with injury-based and situational-based roadblocks along the way, but I'm A, willing to be wrong about that and not guaranteeing that that translates well to the postseason, if that makes sense.
2: Softy,
1: mm. he's the it, was B, it was a B plus, but it was like a it's soft fair. B plus.
0: Yeah. But that's a good. A good teacher can make a C plus feel like you won, a, won the Super Bowl, and an A minus feel like he got kicked in the teeth a little, metaphorically. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Doctor Quinn, you are up number one, and you get to talk about Taco J. Well,
2: let's just say there were definitely large periods of the season where he clearly was not the Jason Tatum, who was the MVP candidate he started the season as. I don't think you can do worse than a B-plus if you were ever a serious MVP candidate. Yeah, he's season. going to be
0: fourth in MVP. But...
2: Yeah. So I think if he had not started to turn things around at the end of the season, he might have ended up a B-plus. But I think for now, he's an A-minus. I, I do think... That uh, whether or not he wanted to play as many minutes as he did this season, uh, he should not have. And that may have affected his ability to, you know, produce on the court. Uh, it may also impact his ability to produce in the postseason. But in terms of just the the grade for the season, uh, a minus. Jimmy,
1: yeah, I think you said a lot of the stuff that I wanted to say, and I, I was struggling too with justifying a B plus in a year where he led the league in like total points. I mean, I think it's hard to criticize for that, but I think, you know, we watch all the games. Sometimes you can't just go by the numbers. You have to go by the eye test. And there are games where he just sleepwalks through games or doesn't show up, doesn't show the effort. And those are the really, really frustrating games that makes me feel like he's not a MVP or he's not a tier one player, right? So, you know, but... He's the leader of this team. They're the number two seed. Should they be the one seed? Probably. But again, it goes back to that. So I'm I am gonna give him an A minus, but it's like a ninety, right? Because there were points to your point, Justin, there were points this year where I thought he floated in that B plus territory because I was like, what's going on with this guy? He looks like he doesn't have like that fire out there that he needs to have. You need to bring it every single night if you want to be a superstar in this league. No days off. You're an entertainer. You're not just an athlete. You're on the road, people are paying Big money to see you, and they want to see superstar Jason Tatum. There's no days off. LeBron James doesn't take games off, so he gets an A minus for me, um, because because I still do appreciate the other aspects of what he's brought to the team this year. Uh, I'm going to go A. Oh. a. All star MVP
0: fourth and MVP. All star
1: MVP. A- you cannot start with all star MVP. It was. A, I, I think that was a, a that that actually. That almost takes him down a half a grade for me. The all-star MVP. That was a joke.
2: Why are you pushing so hard in the game? It doesn't matter. We've seen what happens when Celtics push too hard in the yeah. all-star game. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I, the thing I was going to follow that up with was it's, it was an A-plus off the court season for Jason Tatum. The shoes are, I'll say it, the shoes are great. Um, Do you have the shoes? No, but I was talking to Lucky. Lucky has a pair. I was talking to him about it. The Kip, the guy who plays Lucky. Mm -hmm. And he was walking me through what it does. And he would let me touch them. And uh, they're fantastic looking. They're very interesting. I might get a pair. Supposedly, they're super light. Anyways, the shoes, the rollout has been a success. The snacks, the ruffles, the The Gatorade, the the 2K. He is, Jimmy, to your point, he's a superstar. He just doesn't, just like every fifth night, he doesn't play like it. Um, But he's got that... Uh, the bona fides at least off the court so a plus to his agent uh, wherever you're at
1: so he's, he gets an a for being a businessman this year
0: yeah so maybe i'm bumping that a minus up to an a where okay was a plus off the court how's that okay. okay that's fair Derek Derek white should be he's the ta he should be teaching the class i'm so impressed with Derek white but jimmy um you said maybe not an yeah. a plus well so i screwed
1: up I, I shouldn't have given Brogdon an A cause now I have to give Derek white an a plus because, <laughs> cause he is my, he is my MVP of the team this year. So on a bell curve, if I had given Brogdon the A minus, I'd give white the A and then you would have to bring everybody's grades up a half and white would get the A plus. So, yeah, I mean, I think this guy's been awesome. Um, and I was really wrong probably, um, I wasn't wrong. I was actually right last year because I was like, why is this guy so bad on offense? And everyone was telling me he's not, he's not, he's not. Well, I was right. He was freaking horrible on offense last year. <laughs> this year was? he's a completely different player. He's a completely different player this year. He's unbelievable. And that was a great trade. So I have no qualms about that trade anymore. After the end of last season, I was like, man, that really might come back to bite them if this is the guy they got. Um, But unbelievable two-way player. Uh, We know what he's, what he's done to opposing guards. Uh, We know what he's given them on both ends of the court. And that's why I said, they got to start this guy. A guy who's getting an A plus in my book isn't coming off the bench. He's got to be starting. That's how important he's been to them this year. So A plus. All right, Dr. Quinn. We
2: all know how famously horny I was for DeJounte Murray to end up on this team. I don't think I've ever heard
1: you say that word. (laughs) Well, okay, I was,
2: and I'm actually starting to think that, particularly considering what the cost between the two players were, uh, that mm-hmm. Brad made a brilliant move. And when it comes to a grade, at this point, I just need to ask myself, is there a reason to not give him an A plus? And I've been thinking about it the whole time everyone has been talking about him, and I can't think of a good reason not to give right. him an A plus, so he gets an A plus.
0: Maybe his hair. I was about to say, it's an A shorter, plus effort. Shorter, holding onto that. I like
2: it, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah someone who any day now it's gonna go i i yeah, commend him it's starting to go too greatly
2: actually. i'm an old man
0: yeah, yeah so you that's... took the plunge okay <laughs> uh eight pluses all around Derek white the, the buffalo okay if we get to grant um i forget whose turn it's supposed to be oh, to boy. go first but jimmy you are the you're the guest so you can either um you can go first or i can go first so you can stall
1: No, I just don't want to be too mean here. I'm not going to give him an F because that's I'm not I'm not heartless completely, right? Um, I'm I am going to give him probably. It's a see me after class situation here for for sure. It's a see me after class. Um, extra credit definitely needed in order to get that grade up. It's probably floating around at a a D plus, like low C minus, like a seventy to. I, I mean, I'll be honest, it's probably a D plus. Um and you know, as mentioned it earlier like just the distraction on 20 million a year new contract um he never got comfortable this year in any role or situation he was in he was thinking a lot out there the shots were falling to start the year um and quickly that fell off and never got that back i mean he fell out of the rotation completely i'll be honest i don't even know where he's at in the rotation now going into the playoffs we talk about the depth on this team i don't even know if you can consider him depth right now because you just really don't know if he's going to shoot you in the foot i mean i still can't get over all the the complaining that he does out there like he's lebron james um dude like you ruined it for yourself because the word is out on you you're you're a habitual complainer you're never going to get the benefit of the doubt you're not good enough to get the benefit of the doubt so i, I don't know where it ends with him um i wouldn't i certainly not would not open up the checkbook for him, not even half for, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I'd give him 10 million a year. I just don't know what he does for them at this point. So I'm very low on him. D plus. Dr. Penn, you want to go?
2: Sure. Um, I'm a little more positive than Jimmy. I recognize all of the stuff on the court of uh, the complaining in particular drives me absolutely crazy. As anyone, who ever follows me on Twitter can see it's one of the mm-hmm. things I complain about the most because it cost the team so much and had, as you were saying, no no basis uh, nor strategy. I mean, if you want to get the the referees to be more favorable to you, like man up and take the fine post game and say what you have to say then and get back on defense during the game. Uh, As far as like this, like I appreciate that he tried to work stuff into his game. I appreciate that it was effective at first. And then everybody kind of just studied up on what he was adding to his game on some simple ways to counteract it. He wasn't going back to the stuff within the team scheme that like they wanted him to do, uh, to the point where like driving his new shiny car, putting it on the floor was actively disrupting what the team wanted him to do. And he hasn't really shown me much to suggest that he's really absorbed these lessons, not in his interviews, not in his play. So mm-hmm. I don't see how you can give him better than a D plus, And he's flirting with an F. I mean, the, the, the playoffs, I, I don't know if he realizes – how much the playoffs could change the arc of his career? I think he's gonna have a long NBA career, but whether he is somebody who's like your a role player tenth, exactly or a borderline, not quite, but a borderline all star, if he plays within his game, what? Plays, uh, no, hear me out if he plays within his game, <laughs> shoots three pointers, gets his scores per game up. That is not out of the question with the defense that he plays. I didn't say all-star. I said borderline all-star. I don't think he'll ever make an all-star game, but he could be a player who could get close to what would be a $20 million a year player if he plays that way. He hasn't shown any fucking signs of it, excuse my language. Uh, So I don't expect that, but I mean, that ceiling is still there. And this is really his last opportunity, in my opinion, to show that he could be a player like that maybe in the right situation.
0: Uh, it's a C for me, in so far as he is a role player. If he, if you look at his contract, his age, his profile as a player, the expectations should not be so stark. And he's a great shooter, a very, very reliable shooter. He's a Anymore, increasing... Not currently. He, he's shooting forty percent from the from three this year. Um, he's a good, good rebounder and he's still a solid defender now the off the court distractions and mostly they're on the court uh are a demerit because i would i would hazard that when he's clicking and he keeps his head down he's still a very helpful productive role player um a la a- al horford i mean he doesn't have the, the same panache
1: for coming up with gutsy Just plays but...
2: Tucker. Just yeah the new exactly he and, does and that, i think he will make a lot but of by money. giving
1: him a c you're basically saying that he wasn't a negative for them this year which he was um i don't think i agree with that i mean again that they were
0: a really 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 good team i think he was if a c is expected average he was an average player like so, okay if you look at so, most nba players he probably had a better so i think he was better. below average so that's why mine's below c yeah. i guess yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm rating him to, as an disagree individual with that. and I
2: know what he's capable of. So that's why he's getting a D minus for me. He's not right. me anywhere near to his potential.
0: Yeah. I think you guys are are both like you, this is the second time you've had him as a student and so you're, you're, you're tough on him because you love him. And I'm thinking of it more like, look, he was a role player, hit a
1: lot of threes and rebounded the ball. And, but I think the, the, we're seeing, oh, he's a role player now, but the, the, Story around him going into the year was was that he was going to be more than just a role player. I think people had much I, higher yeah, expectations. Yeah. Certainly, he did. If yeah. the report of him wanting twenty million a year is true, he doesn't think of himself as a role player. So even he would have to give himself a shitty. Oh, I bet this. he would. I mean, he he had that funny
0: tweet today. Um, I think Legion who that was had, funny. Yeah, uh, funny. like when when was. One was the moment that someone came up shortest, or they they, they were the least him, or something dumb. I take
2: it back. He he's at least somewhat self aware of the situation. He is self
0: aware. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't mean he's not going to put the ball on the floor when he doesn't need to in the playoffs and bother us. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Jimmy. Also, it's worth pointing out that I don't think maybe Lou Cornett also got a C out of me. So if if I'm inflating my grades, maybe my yeah. C is is really closer to an F. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly wasn't uh, his best, his finest season as a Boston Celtic. Right. And now we get to Robert Will Williams. Will we see him again? Uh, it's a fascinating question. Um, I would take the money, let the Magic pay $18 million a year. I think that yeah. the CBA stuff was very positive. That's, such that- that,
2: no, no. See, that's the thing because the Celtics might, even if they don't want to pay it, look at it as a trade exception that they just happen to have a player in the role
0: of
1: because it's gonna yeah, that's be really a,
2: hard for them to replace that salary if they lose him
0: yeah that that's an important point actually is like just the what happens next it's nice like when they used to overpay tyler zeller having that inflated contract on the books that if you want to match and like god forbid god please no trade for dame Lillard or something you have yeah. salary to move uh, I will burn this podcast to the ground if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will. And at long last, we come to Robert Williams the third, which could be anticlimactic because it's going to be a hard player to give a grade to. But Jimmy of Garden Report, uh, my friend and yours, Jimmy, who do you give? who do you give for Robert Williams the third?
1: Yeah, so I've been down on Rob Williams all year. The fact that we're saying that you can possibly give him an incomplete. Tells you the type of year that he's had, so I can't give him higher than a C. I just can't, yeah. and I won't. When you talk about, you know, Justin, when you talk about, oh, I'm giving Grant uh, a low grade because I know what he's capable of. If you have the same thing, the same feeling about Rob, then he might be one of your lowest grades what of the is whole. Is he capable of, of it? That's the well, that's the thing. Now he used to be, but we're not sure what he's capable of anymore. But I, I'm going to give him a C minus. I think he was, and I know that's harsh, but. Because when he was in the game, I understand that he helped them out in certain areas, especially defensively. But I'm very frustrated with his offense going completely backwards. He has it's no offensive even
2: like his passing, his his ability right. to do like shoot, shoot, turn around, jumpers very clearly. No one is doing anything with that. That could be utterly game changing for him.
1: Right. He's not even thinking about scoring. So I, he's one. Di- he's too one dimensional for me right now. So he gets a C minus. I need him to have an awesome off season and not show up to the team and need surgery again because I don't know what the hell happened there. But you can't show up to the team and then and need surgery and expect to get a grade higher than a C because that just tells me that you screwed off all off season and you didn't take your off season seriously. So C minus for me. He can save it this playoffs. He can save it. He's yeah. a, one of the guys that can save his grade more than anybody. And if he shows up and and yeah, they were just being um, you know careful with him and he goes off for the playoffs, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll trade my, I'll change my grade in a heart. I'll be happy to change my grade, but for right now, end of the regular season, C minus.
2: I don't have much to add to that, but a C plus because he looked like he was trending towards the we Hope he can be the last couple of games he played.
0: Yeah. I'm probably right there with, with you guys, like a C minus or a C. It remains the case that for his contract and for the role that centers play for most NBA teams, and certainly this NBA team, it's, it's a great fit. Um, but the lack of progress, and uh, I didn't know this, but sweet Maria, he's shooting, wait for it, 60% from the free throw line. That doesn't feel good. So he never shoots. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all there. He could be good turn it around. I mean, the lob threat is real. The defense as like a free safety is still there. Same guys there. Um, Different than Grant Williams. I don't think it's that he's like overextending. I think he's still probably ramping up. I did this uh, activity where I asked a bunch of media members and more plugged in guys than I used the term ramping up several times. So I think the skinny is that he's either more injured or just like conditioning continues to be a thing, but like, look, that that's a factor here. So I think we're all in agreement that like, we're rooting for Rob, but that was a pretty underwhelming regular season campaign. Alrighty. And that, that concludes, Oh uh, man. I mean, this is like the longest podcast ever, but Joe Missoula,
1: 30 seconds or less, Jimmy. I got to give him I mean, geez, with everything that, that went on, I mean, I don't know. I'll give him an A minus, even though maybe that's high. I don't know. But like, how do I give him anything lower than that? The team is second in the East. I think there were situations this year where he could have done, he could have made an in-game adjustment sooner. I think the timeout situation was maddening. It's probably why I'm giving him an A minus and not an A. Yeah, I think generally speaking, he's kind of a, I don't know, I'm like you probably do, Cam, but to the, somebody like me who's watching from afar, I feel like he's sometimes unnecessarily hostile or just weird. So I don't know a what that's all about, but it, if it works, if it works for him and the team, fine. He gets an A-minus for me in his first year. Uh, I think he took over, obviously, a great team, but he didn't torpedo the team, so he gets an A-minus.
2: Do I have anything to add to that? A-minus, probably across the board.
0: Yeah, um, I I would just hazard that he's just the most intense human being I think I've ever been around. And so (laughs) he's intense about being weird. He's intense about his instincts on the court. He's just a high-octane dude. Um, Rhode Island's finest, I'm sure. Okay, uh, Jimmy, plug your podcast and then we'll plug ours.
1: Sure. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we do a live show. After, it's called The Garden Report. We've done one after every Celtics game this year. Actually, we've done one after every Celtics game over the last four seasons. Um, and, and now with the playoffs underway, we're going to be keep going strong. Our, um, we go live about five-ish, ten minutes after every game on YouTube. Um, so you can follow us or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at CLNS Media. And click on that live tab and you'll see our show there. It's me, John Zanis, Bobby Manning, Asha Blakely, and Josue Pavone. And we have a lot of fun. Um, we talk about the game. We talk about what's going on around the league. Uh, we keep it pretty light. And um, so we sh- you can find me there um, after most games. I can't get to all the games because let's be honest, that's kind of a lot. Um, but some combination of us are there. So playoffs are a, a really fun time. And... I bring out the hard hat uh, for the playoffs because (laughs) when the Celtics, when the Celtics go to work, I make sure I come, come to work myself. So that's where you can find me. And as an added treat,
0: sometimes I sit next to Joe sway and quietly work while he does the garden report. You might see (laughs) me get up and use the bathroom. Yeah.
1: Uh, Pop your head uh, in next time.
0: You can also find our podcast over on the CLNS media. Uh, YouTube page, Twitter page, all that stuff. Our own Twitter page, and we want to let you know that we're going to try to get you uh, maybe two x the number of episodes. Although let's under promise and over deliver, so some we'll number, <laughs> some number of podcasts more. But make sure you're subscribed uh, wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. I'd like to tell you that this episode of Celtics podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the Honest Media Network and BetterHelp. You deserve to be happy. Jimmy Toscano of the Garden Report, thank you so much. Dr. Justin Quinn of Being My Boss, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, guys,
1: for having me. I appreciate it. Of
0: course. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Adios.